0: digital market.
1: Today, we have Kim Walsh-Phillips. So, without further ado, please join me in welcoming Kim Walsh-Phillips. Woo! All right, Kim. Thank you so yeah. much for being here. My pleasure. All right. First, I want to learn a little bit more about What you do. What is Power for Professionals and how are you out there helping people?
0: All right, so the elevator speech, which we know we all need one of those, right? Of course. Is that I help entrepreneurs make more money than they ever thought possible, faster than they could have imagined so they could finally live the life they've been praying about every day. Yeah. So we do that through courses, education, and coaching.
1: Very cool. Yeah. What What kind of courses do you put together?
0: Yeah, so we believe in... Reaching people where they want, okay, because you got to get them to pay attention, of course. so you can give them what they want, so you can give them what they need. So most of our audience starts with wanting audience. So we start with teaching them how to get 10,000 fans. Okay, In just a few days, they can build an audience, and then we show them how to start monetizing that, growing their business, yeah. productivity, all that great stuff.
1: So on the topic of 10,000 fans, so I'm, I'm a social guy. I, I live and breathe content, and a lot of the questions that I get in our community is, you know, what's the point of social? I'm not seeing direct ROI. What's the point of garnering followers? Why is this important? So maybe you can help me answer that question.
0: Let me ask you a question. Okay. When you're traveling yep. and you're trying to fix some, pick some place good to go to dinner, are you going to go to the restaurant with 20 cars in the parking lot or one? 20. Right. So it's instant social proof. Yep. You're setting the stage for other people to come to your page to say people know, like, and trust them. Yeah. Plus... You're feeding the algorithm of Facebook so that they see people know like and trust you because they've said very clearly you have to have a high trust factor for us to share your content, for us yeah. to share your ads. So once you get that those fans, you can do all
1: those things. Definitely. Yeah. I, my background's in the hospitality industry. So and you everything get it. everything was about those first impressions. Right. And it, it, it does have that, you know, it, it holds that social value of just like, yes, I have fans. So that that's cool. And you know, I I it's good to hear other people who actually see the benefit in, mm-hmm. in having that social following. So, yeah. but let's get to why we're here today. I want to talk about the 24 hour Thunderbolt. Yeah. So, we sat down and talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I was fascinated by this because it, it's scrappy, it's, it's exciting, and it's intense. Um, so, Which is a
0: good way to end, right? High energy, exactly, thunder. Exactly. Got it. So, <laughs>
1: let's fly 10,000 mm-hmm. feet above us right now. Let's look yeah. down. What is the 24 hour Thunderbolt?
0: So my background's in PR, okay? I came from the world of let's get awareness, let's get our name out there. And when that didn't work, because it it doesn't, right? You can't control it. I started seeking other solutions and I got introduced to this world of direct response marketing. And I remember my first internet marketing conference, it wasn't like this, it was all pitches. And I thought that's what it's supposed to be. My email was filled with sales offers. My events, you were just pitching. And I thought, The point of this kind of marketing is just sell, 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 sell. And that didn't seem good either, right? So I thought there's got to be a way to develop a relationship and still monetize it. So this 24-hour Thunderbolt came about in an idea that we can do sales promotions, but we don't have to make them last weeks that we're hounding our list about a launch or about an event or an offer. We can do these short bursts. So the idea behind the 24-hour Thunderbolt is you're going to get results. I and mean, we actually, we'll go over this, find okay. better results yeah, yeah. than we do in long campaigns. But you're not, you're not exhausting your list, and you're not exhausting yourself in the process.
1: Definitely. So let's tease. I know we're going to get in-depth in the mm-hmm. results at the end here. But let's tease just a little bit. So what kind of results did you kind of experience when you do these, these campaigns?
0: So in 24-hour Thunderbolts, when we're running a webinar— We'll get a 57% show up rate for people who register. Okay. We'll get top 10 in all the affiliate launches I've ever participated in. And we sell out our events. So this works. <laughs> okay,
1: fair enough. So before you even go about setting this up, what steps do you need to take to prepare yourself for a 24-hour Thunderbolt?
0: I like to think about it as like our two different people that text us. You have the one that's your really good friend. And when you see the text, you can't wait to open it. Yeah. They suggest a restaurant. You're going. They suggest a book on Audible. You're, you're downloading it even if your credits are done for the month. Like this is a legit recommendation person, right? Yeah. Then you have Cousin Bernie. That when he texts you, you kind of, you almost like look at it with one eye because you're thinking somehow, even though your read receipt doesn't work, he's going to know you opened up the text Uh and you never want to respond to him. (laughs) So those are the two types of things. And if we sell all the time, we're Bernie, right? right? No one wants to open our messages. They think we're going to sell them Amway again or we're going to ask for money. But if we can be the best friend... Then when we do have something we need help with or we want them to do, they're going to pay attention. Yeah. So the idea is before you do a 24-hour Thunderbolt, you got to have a good relationship with your list. Now, we email daily. We have a conversational email I send out every single day, giving value, giving little snippets of life. Some people call it the soap opera series. Some people call it the Seinfeld emails. I (laughs) just do it. I call it a daily friend chat. I'm basically sharing something that happened in the day and relating it back to something that can help them. Every day. Takes me about 15 minutes, but that's a relationship I have. So they are primed to hear from me on other things. Yeah,
1: we talk so much about that human to human, you know, yeah. for so long it was B2B, B2C, but now human to human. That's a perfect example of that. Do you get, you know, uh, responses and a sense of community around your brand because it's you personally writing these emails. It's you going out there and connecting one-on-one with these individuals.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, and crazy, because, I mean, I didn't do this right away. Yeah. I've, I've been in marketing for 20 years, and this is probably only in the past year that we've done the daily emailing. Okay. So it took me a while to get it together on this concept. <laughs> I heard about it. Yeah, yeah. But it, let's be real. It's easier just to email when you have a promotion. It's not as easy to stay in touch all the time. It's not. And so it took... Determination to get it done and and sticking with it, but we email every day and we get that response every day. People email us back, they're responding to it, they're sharing it on social media. We have more engagement, more opens, less opt outs. Yes. It's incredible the results it gets, and that
1: must just do wonders for then when you do your promotional exactly. emails because. You have such a high, you know, rate of o- or open rate, a high yeah. click-through rate, a, a good relationship mm-hmm. with your customers. That's awesome. So as we dive into this 24-hour Thunderbolt, what types of campaigns work with this? You know, is this a one-size-fits-all solution for anyone out there going and doing you know, a product launch or promotion? Yes. Or is this you know, catered to specific industries, specific uh, promotions out there?
0: We've used it for affiliate launches. I'll only do, and actually, when we do an affiliate launch, we will. Ju- I tell them straight up, I'm only going to do a 24-hour campaign for this. We'll still opt in. We'll get in your top 10, I promise you. Yeah. But I'm not doing weeks and weeks of emails. I'm not doing weeks and weeks of webinar promotions. I'm not exhausting my list for an affiliate. So if they require it, we're not doing it. If we're doing an event, this is incredibly powerful. And I'm going to take you through the whole event campaign. If we're running a webinar, This works amazing because your show-up rate is so high. So really, anything you're trying to sell or get opt-ins for, it works.
1: Awesome. Well, let's dive in. All right. And uh, we're going to go step-by-step through this campaign. So go ahead and uh, make sure you got your pens and paper out because you're going to want to write this down. So let's start with step one. So after each step, if you could kind of walk us through, give us some examples Mm -hmm. and kind of share kind of the overall scope of each of these steps. All right. Step one. Decide on a time-sensitive reason for the person to buy now.
0: 100%. So if you get one of those coupons in the mail that's like $5 off an appetizer when you purchase two entrees on Thursday, and if you be like, oh, you know what, hon? We got to go there. We have this $5 coupon. <laughs> like, that doesn't work, right? You need a really good incentive, one that almost hurts your stomach. And I like things that aren't discounts. Because we don't want to train people to-do offers with discounts. So the thing we love to do is it's time-sensitive, so there's something they got to do now or else it's going away. And you train your list so that when I say it's going away, it's really going away. And you use add-on bonuses. We will give bonuses and bonuses that they can only get for doing the promotion, but we will not discount. And that makes a big difference because your list learns this price is never going to be better than what you're getting now. But also you can get this gift that you can only get in this moment.
1: All right. Step two, include a teaser message and a content email.
0: So the day before we run our 24-hour Thunderbolt, we'll do... On social, I'll get on social and do a Facebook Live, an Instagram story, I'll post the video, I'll download it and put it on LinkedIn, we'll tweet it. So we're using all of the channels with one video and we'll tease tomorrow, I have a really big announcement. Make sure to keep an eye on your email. We're telling them who it's for, what they're gonna get out of it, but I'm not telling them what it is yet. So I'm always creating this little bit of buzz. Now, is that gonna go viral? Typically, no, but your super fans, the people who are waiting for your next offer are then on alert, and they really are ready and primed to buy the next day.
1: Yeah. So, are you seeding out like links to go to any sort of landing pages, or to make sure they're they're ready for this? We a, are not. Way? So, just I'm
0: just teasing. And the PS, message. I'm saying, keep an eye out on social. I'm just saying, keep an eye out. Yeah. We're just creating urgency okay. and creating that buzz. Do
1: you yeah. ever use you know images or uh, graphics or videos to kind of get out there and and kind of. Reach, you know, more people since those are the types of posts that kind of go out and reach Because we
0: use personality-based marketing, so it's me always, I'm talking to my audience 100%. So it would always be a photo, I'll always do video, and I'm putting that out there.
1: Awesome. All right. Let's move on to step three. Schedule your live cast.
0: So... Back in the PR days, right, we just, like, did a bunch of stuff. You didn't measure anything, and you hoped that it worked. That's really what I came from. Then I got into direct response. we like, we can actually measure things. Yeah. So my favorite quote is, in God I trust, everyone else bring data. <laughs> and the data is there to show exactly when you should run your live cast. If you go to your Facebook business page... And you go to Insights, and then you click Posts. It will show you when most of your fans are online. And because the way we do it, that we'll go over it, you're broadcasting on both your webpage and on Facebook. You want to put your live on when most of your fans are online. So we did our livecast. We usually do them at 11 o'clock in the morning Eastern, which is not a time you would ever think about doing a webinar, but that's when my fans are online. So that's when we do it.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I'm thinking about my time zone, and that's right at lunchtime. Right, exactly. So you're checking
0: that time, and that's when you're putting it out there. It's great.
1: Okay. So we've decided on the reason a customer should buy, sent out our teaser and a content mail, and scheduled our live live cast. What's step four?
0: We're going to send an email out first thing in the morning the day of the live cast. But that's the uh, stipulation on that. I'm only going to do that if I'm doing my live cast in the afternoon. If my livecast is before noon, so if Facebook's showing me we're going to keep it at 11, I don't do that. Then we're just sending an email out at livecast start time. So you always want to, again, you want to prime the pump. If there's going to be at least three hours between my first email and second email, I'll do it. But if it's not, we will just send the one when our livecast is starting.
1: What kind of messaging do you use in those emails?
0: We are very creative. Okay. Because... I'll tell you, the one, the, when we do this, I'm typically not giving them any content of any value. Be legit on that. Like, every other day of the year, I'm giving lots of value. On the day we're releasing a launch, I'm just going to tell them about the thing I'm selling. That's it. That's the goal. So my announcement is typically, I, we have a special announcement. We're going to be, so I might be something like, I'll describe the bonus And you're going to discover how you can get access to it. So we're just telling them you're going to find out about the bonus, but we have to still focus the announcement around the bonus so they get on to find out more information.
1: Definitely. So any hot tips on some email subject lines for that one to really get people to click through?
0: Yeah. So all those urgent ones like starting now. Your links included, we're live, jump on this instant. All those urgency messages work incredibly well. And again, you want to, the way we do email marketing is you're going to keep those for these moments. You're not, because they obviously work incredibly well, but you're not using them the rest of the year so you can save them for the days you really need them to get online.
1: Awesome. All right, so step six is to present the live cast. What all are you presenting during this live cast?
0: So we- there's a lot of things that I'm not good at. I'll be real, like teaching my kids how to ride a bike. I really suck. So if any of you have examples of that, I love them. Um, but I am really good at selling on a webinar, okay? So I'll use the same formatting on a webinar that in these announcements. So we're first going, who is this for? Why should you care? Why should you pay attention? And what are you gonna get out of being on here with me today? We're getting all of that with them in the very, very beginning and social engagement. So we're recognizing people who are on. We're saying hi to them in the comments, not just to make those feel good that we're saying their names, but to let the social proof of other people who are on know that they're not alone, right? Because nobody wants to be first to get into the restaurant, to dive into the pool. We do it better when others are there. So this is setting the stage for that. We'll then get into the big announcement, right? Why it matters, why it's time sensitive, the bonus for getting it. And then we'll open it to Q&A. It's crazy. I'll say that. You will, and I think a couple speakers have said this, you will get the same question like 25 times in Q&A and you just keep answering it. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep it. A- and like, you don't ever say, like I just said, because you don't want to be condescending, right? You're just going to find a new way to answer it. And we have done these. We've done these announcement ones thinking, I'm going to get on. It's going to be 10 minutes long. And 90 minutes later, we're still answering questions. Now, a big part of that is you got to have your sales numbers open. And the first sale that comes in, congratulations to Bob. He got the on-air pricing, the on-air bonuses, and he's going to get to join us for blah, blah, blah. Every time you have a sale come in, you announce the person's name. It makes them feel like, okay, I paid money. They see it. That transaction worked. So they're not calling customer service to ask you what happened. And it creates that social proof, which we have found when we started doing announcements of sales, that dramatically increased our sales because people, again, want to know they're not first and that there are others there. Now, if you have to have some help with that, we find having um, a staff person sometimes just put their names in my chat so it pops up so I don't have to be searching. That's helpful. But what what I do is I'll have the we use, oh I didn't say this I'm sorry we use Zoom webinar because Zoom webinar you can publish to a page and you can broadcast it on Facebook Live at the same time. You can all, if YouTube is your jam you can do YouTube Live at the same time and then you still get a video recording that you can use everywhere which is great. So we'll be doing that and then what I'll do is I'll have two screens up. I'll have my main screen with my camera. With the chat roll, we'll have that open too for engagement where all the questions are coming in. I'm sorry, chat private though. I don't like them talking to each other. I know there's a mixed feeling about that, but you have found there are some peacockers who'll get in there and want to be the smartest person in the room and they'll start taking over the chat roll. This is not their show. This is my show, so they're not going to do that. They're going to write me the questions and I will answer them on air. I will make them feel so smart for asking, but I'm not going to let them talk to each other.
1: So for those of us who might not be as good of a salesperson as you are, mm-hmm. what tips do you have during that call to really encourage people like to buy?
0: Yeah. So what you want to remember is nobody cares about you or your thing. They just care what it's, uh, what it's going to do for them. So when I've done this with other people, because sometimes I'll do a joint event or joint product and they might not be as good or as comfortable in selling, what we'll do is have that one sentence that about why should they do this, right? And I'll literally put it on a huge whiteboard, the URL they should, people should go to, and the big reason why, and I'll just keep pointing to it, like, say it again, say it again, and you just repeat it, which seems so like, why would you bother to do that? But we need to hear things. one One of the examples I Someone gave here is 27 times. That's how many times people have to hear the reason for doing business with you. And so just keep saying it. Once you get more comfortable, you'll be able to create variations. You'll pull in social proof. You'll bring in more stories. But if all you do is just love on your customers, make them feel really good for being there and tell them why they should care, you're going to be able to sell.
1: Okay. Let's talk about follow-up. So once this is all said and done, the live cast is over, and everyone's kind of out doing their own thing, whether they bought, maybe they haven't bought yet. How do you follow up with all of these people, and and how do you kind of continue working them through your funnel?
0: Yeah. So the way that we do it is we'll take that recording, and an hour and a half after we're done, we'll send an email out saying, we made a huge announcement. You can now, do you want to see what it is? You can uh, see the recording. We don't just send them to the recording, though. We put the recording on a sales page that has my offer on it. So it's the full sales page that the recording is on. Then that evening, around 7 p.m., we'll send out a this is your final um, cart close email. But then I'll do one more at 11 p.m. for the opens that will send one final call to action to take advantage of the offer. I'll also get on all social Um, so we'll, again, we'll do the same thing. I'll do a Facebook live. I'll do an Instagram story. I'll download the video to LinkedIn. I'll put it on Twitter. We'll, we'll push it hard. Like you're going to hear about it all day from me. But again, it's just one day and they know everything we do is time sensitive. A tip on this one too, is if you are going to use these for affiliate launches, you got to do this on cart close day because once they opt in, they're going to be getting all the message from the affiliate and you just want them to get the message that day. So it works really well for cart close. If you're creating an incentive, so let's say you're doing a ticket sale, you don't have a real-time sensitive, right? Maybe my event's not for six months, but my bonus expires that day. So you got to do something that legitimately you'll never offer again. One of our favorite ones is master classes. I give those as bonuses for events. Those are incredibly effective, because it allows you to resell them on the reason for coming to the event every masterclass. And we know when you get people to buy an event, one of the biggest things you got to do is make sure they actually show up, right? Even if they paid their seat deposit or their materials fee, they might not come. But when we did this last Thunderbolt, we, the bonus was masterclasses. And every single week in the masterclass, we resold them on the event. I would get go through the whole agenda, why they should care, and then every um, week, we would give them a challenge, something they could get done before the event. And if they did, they'd be competing for prizes. So we made our bonus a retention tool. I love, you know, our time's limited, right? So everything we do, we'll think about how can this help us achieve our next goal that we're trying to accomplish. When I'm doing an affiliate launch, we'll always do a bonus that ties into something else we do, right? It makes it time-sensitive, and my favorite one to give is time with me. Now, I have very limited time, obviously, right? But I'll do these bonus calls as an, an incentive where they're gonna get an outcome, by the way. A bonus, I know I'm going off topic, but you, you're like, it. you encourage them. I'm like, I love it's like it. just talk. I'm like, I, that's never been a problem. So um, for a bonus, for a bonus call, Just saying, when people don't know who you are, a coaching call with you is worth bupkis, right? It's worth nothing. They don't know. It's just like people want to use a book as an incentive. If they never heard of you, a book is not an incentive because they're not going to read your book. That seems like a chore. But if you give them an outcome to the bonus call, that's what makes the difference. So, for example, recently we did a promotion for Josh Turner, and he was promoting the appointment generator, and so my bonus was a one-on-one call with me where I'm going to walk through their entire prospecting system, how they take, currently take a prospect from a lead to a conversation, and I'm going to um, give them our million-dollar sales campaign, overlay it, and rework their campaign so that they can get more sales. That's now an outcome. That's time-sensitive. That also allows me to have a conversation with someone who just bought a $5,000 product, Wants to get on the phone with me. And gosh, that's going to make a really good lead for my mastermind, isn't it? They, they have money. They're willing to put work in and getting stuff done. And now they want to have a conversation with me. I now got to have a coaching call with a really good prospect. So we'll do that. And I have multiple people in our mastermind now that came in through that funnel. So instead of just throwing out like the old stinky thing that you don't sell anymore as a bonus... Think about how you can use the bonus to help you achieve another goal and time sensitive and tie it back to the offer.
1: All right. What I want to do is I'd love for you to walk through your favorite Thunderbolt campaign from start to finish that you've ever done uh, and then dive into some of the results that you've seen from
0: this. Yeah, I'd love it. So. Um, one of the ones we did recently, I'm going to give you a little, I'll, do, I'll give three, I one in each niche, and then I'll take you through the event one specifically. But one of them was for a webinar, and um, we were doing a webinar for a new product launch. Um, Scott Whitaker of Membership Multipliers and I launched a new program about how to launch a membership program in 21 days, because really for those who have always dreamed of having one, right? A simple product, it's going to be about $500, and we, I did the 24-hour Thunderbolt. Sent out the email to our list. We had 587 people opt in, 267 showed up. Do you like, that's good percentages, yeah. And then we closed 18% on the webinar. You know, I generated over $27,000 worth of sales in a one-day campaign with no advertising. That's good. Um, Then our affiliate launches, um, Josh Turner, Lisa Sasevich, Christian Michelson. We've gotten in top 10 with all of them. And we are just doing a one day Thunderbolt where everybody else is emailing their list over and over and over again. And we're able to create engagement those days where they're exhausting their list Um, for an event. We were, we were kind of screwed. It was The event was in October. It was now August. We had sold 17 tickets. That's not good. I don't Dang. know if you the math, but yeah, that, yeah. that is not good. And, you know, like you have the room blocks. If you don't fill them, you're going to be paying for all of them. And I don't know about you, but I don't like just getting rooms so I can go to a different bed every hour. I really wanted <laughs> other people to be in the rooms. So, yeah, that was the thing. So we're like, we gotta do something about this. So we did the whole Thunderbolt. I did a social media post the day before, told them we we're gonna make an announcement, did the announcement the next day on Zoom and Facebook, sent out the email, did master classes the, as the bonus, gave them a, an incentive that at the event they were gonna get a private meet and greet, because if you're, you're super fans like that and they're most likely to buy, and we, our, our goal was to sell 80 tickets. We went from 17 tickets at the start of that day. By the time we went to sleep, we got up to 72. So we sold 72 of our 80. We completed the sale and we sold our final tickets by running a um, credit campaign. If you guys have ever done that, it's it's an amazing way to drive immediate sales. So then we we did that whole campaign. And at the event itself, we generated $357,000 worth of sales. Okay. So that was good. So... 17 rooms, Seventy dig is terrible, $357,000 in sales is good, in case we're keeping track. And that was all done with a one-day campaign. No advertising, no direct mail costs, no exhausting our list. And you know who was there? Our super fans, because they jumped in. That's one of my favorite things about this, because I think when you run campaigns so long, it almost seems like you're begging and you're, it seems like in some way that we're desperate to get them to take action versus I have something really exciting for you that you got to do now. And then they get to learn that that's what they need to do when you offer something. That being said, you cannot ever, ever, ever give in when they beg you to get the offer the next day. Not one time. Not one time. Because one time when you do it, when you're like, oh, I'll just do it this one time, that's it. You've trained them now that you do it. It's just like when I tell my children they can have five more minutes <laughs> before they have to go to bed, every single freaking night now, it's like, can I have five more minutes? Can I have five more minutes? I train them that they get away with that, right? You can't do that to your list because they will do that same thing.
1: Okay. Makes and a lot I of promise sense.
0: the credit thing. Can I say what that is? Yeah, I want. Okay. I want to hear it. All right, so the credit email is, so back. remember that example I gave in the $5 coupon, right? You can actually make a $5 coupon work. Instead of being a credit, a coupon, you give them a $5 gift certificate that is perceived completely differently. A gift certificate versus a coupon. With your audience, how we will sell out promotions when we have a little teeny bit left to go We'll give a credit to our buyers and it'll be an odd number. I first saw this. Many of you get ever ordered from proflowers.com. They do this and that I got a credit of $17.87 and I thought, oh, that's awesome. Like you can use it towards a future purchase. So I went, jumped and used it. They screwed up and then they email you again the next week with that. So you're like, oh, this wasn't real. You were just doing this as a promotion. But your list will respond the same way. So we did the full price ticket. We gave all of our buyers $147 credit that they could use towards the purchase of a ticket to the event, and we sold out the event that day. Wow. I have one of my coaching clients, she just she sells tea. After you opt into her list, she gives you a $2.38 credit and it works. Imagine a $2.38 coupon. That doesn't work at all. But a credit is just making, psychologically, we think about it differently, that it's dollars. If we don't spend them, we're wasting them. And it has
1: a huge response. That's so smart. My (laughs) my mind's gears are turning for even even events that we throw. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's great. great great. So one of the questions, well, I guess two questions that I like to ask every entrepreneur that I have the opportunity to talk to is to kind of look back at the past year of their business. What is one thing from 2018 that was just such a massive success that you're going to bring it through to 2019 and beyond?
0: We were looking for a way to scale our business. I've been in business for a really long time. At the end of 2017, I sold my PR agency, my marketing and PR agency, and I got to focus on the coaching and teaching, which has always been my true love, but we needed a bigger audience. I maybe had a list of 8,000 people at that time, and it had taken me like 15 years to get that one so that that's like not impressive but it was something right it was just a fact i had eight thousand. we wanted to grow so i was seeking different ways and actually i'm going to give credit where credit is due it was listening to expert secrets by russell brunson on a walk where i had that epiphany moment of we're gonna his suggestion was do one webinar every single week for an entire year and don't stop and we did And in one year, we went from 8,000 names in our email list to 127,000, doing one webinar every single week for an entire year. And we haven't stopped. Our list has grown. We've connected with our direct market. I don't rely upon affiliates. We do it all with cold traffic that we generate our list, and we ROI it at 7.2 every single week. Um, And within 14 days, my lead value has tripled. And it's just because we didn't allow shiny objects to be a distraction. We stuck with the one thing that was working and kept doing it and kept doing it.
1: All right. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's flip the table a little bit. How about the worst thing that happened in 2018 that you're saying, all right, it's 2019. I'm not bringing it to this year.
0: All right. I too. So I'm going to go full force on this one. One's a quick one. We, when I sold my agency at the end of 2017, obviously the cash flow was good because you have an exit, you get money, and that's lovely. And we were busy because we were—I tr- was uh, growing my coaching business, and I was still doing consulting for the agency. So I took my eye off the ball, and we did not collect membership payments for an entire month, and I did not know. If any of you remember that, like PayPal? the subscription thing broke and we were not, we didn't have a system in place to recognize that. So that was not good, yeah. but we created systems then. And that's awesome. But you can never go, you're not, I'm not going to charge people for a month that I screwed up on. So we lost tens of thousands of dollars. So that was terrible. The other thing was I had a, someone doing our marketing with us who wrote a lot of the emails for me and they just were not personality driven. We, they got done. And they were effective, but it wasn't relationship marketing. It was just marketing. And so we've changed that now. But if I could go back and do last year over, I would never have taken my eyes off the numbers. And I never would have stopped doing personality-based marketing.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing some of the, you know, not so great moments of your year. So this is going to be an episode of the Digital Marketer Podcast. And I like to ask one question at the end of every episode of the Digital Marketer Podcast. And that is... If you could turn back time and look at yourself and talk to yourself as you first stepped out as an entrepreneur, what advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now?
0: I lived in a very small town at the time that I wasn't from. I grew up in Long Island, and when I started my company, I lived in a small town of Pennsylvania, and it was kind of like the, my, my cousin Vinny scene of, yeah, you blend. I did not, I did not blend, but I spent a lot of time trying to blend trying to talk without an accent, trying to be very demure as the people were in the town. And if I could go back in time, I would tell myself, you were created uniquely for a reason. God creates us all with different fingerprints and different personalities and different skill sets because that's what we are supposed to do. And our passions are not an accident. There are God-given superpowers. And if we lean into them with full force from the very beginning, we can fly from the moment we start. And I would have celebrated that, accepted that, and used that to grow my list from the very beginning.
1: All right. Everybody, give it up for Kim. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. And thank you, everybody, for coming.